Hey, what's up? Welcome back to The Mandatory. If you've been rocking with the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you haven't already, please do. It helps the channel grow. Also, you can find us on the audio side as well. So wherever you find your podcast, we are there. You can also leave a rate and review. We would appreciate it. Leave us a five star and follow us on our social media channels. We're at The Mandatory TKO. We're on Twitter, Instagram, everything. So make sure you give us a follow there. And thank you to everyone that's been rocking with us. So we've got a very, very big fight that's coming up this week. And probably, I wouldn't say the last one of the year, because there's some big heavyweight fights coming up. Uh, in a ways fighting again before the end of the year. But this one I feel like is pretty massive because 140 Brian is wide open, right? So I'm talking about Devin Haney and Regis Progray. And this is going to be a great fight. But before we get into all the betting, we have to talk about what happens next if one of these guys ends up winning. So let's start off by talking about none other than Devin Haney. He's moving up a weight class to fight at 140. He uh, vacated his titles, and now he's going to be fighting Regis Progray at 140 pounds in the Bay Area. Brian, my question to you is, what happens if Devin Haney beats Regis Progray? Well, it's interesting because Devin Haney is an undisputed lightweight champion, moved up to 140, which we all kind of thought. I mean, he looked pretty big even in the Vasily Lomachenko fight. And he looks like somebody who I think is going to get to 147 after a, a stay at 140. Um, I don't think he's going to be long for even 140 because there's there's some potential for him at 147. However, the power comes into question, which we'll get into. And I think if he does win, how, depending on how is, is really what I'll be looking toward, because I don't think he wins by stopping Regis Progray. I think he wins by outboxing him. I think he wins tactically. He's won something like seven straight fights by decision. His last knockout was a little over three, four years ago, actually. It was pre-COVID. It was a little over four years ago. And I don't think all of a sudden he's going to move up to a weight class and then walk down and finish Regis Progre, who has never been dropped before in his career, who's never been stopped, obviously, before in his career. And you could argue should be undefeated because there was that fight against Josh Taylor where, you know, Josh Taylor got a favorable decision. <laughs> I think if you run that back, Regis Progre might even be the slight betting favorite, Um, I think. I think. I think he would be the betting favorite, especially after Josh Taylor's performance against Teofimo Lopez. But if Devin Haney wins, this is one of the best wins on his resume for sure. Um, I may even argue that it's the best win on his resume, save for Vasily Lomachenko in terms of uh, name, in terms of overall skill level. Um, I think those would be the best two guys. But Regis is much bigger than Lomachenko and is a natural 140, whereas Lomachenko was fighting a couple weight classes above where he first debuted. So I think this would cement Devin Haney and as far as all your pound-for-pound pound lists. It automatically could make him the best at 140, depending on how you look at him and Teofimo Lopez. But I think right now, the 140 class to me is Regis Progre, Teofimo Lopez, in whatever order. And uh, where Regis Progre is will you know, depend on this performance. But if Devin Haney wins and wins convincingly, you're going to have a strong case for him being number one. And at the very least, you're going to have the strong case for wanting to see him fight Teofimo Lopez next. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that'll be the fight to make after this. Yeah, I think if Devin Haney beats Regis Progre, it's pretty interesting because obviously coming up, 
he was undisputed at lightweight, but he really wasn't given that respect because as you know, at one point, Teofimo Lopez was saying that he was an email champion. And um, if you know what that means, it's happened recently uh, with Jerron Ennis as well. Uh, you could say that he's an email champ, but nonetheless, Devin Haney, he dominated, I believe, in the lightweight division. And despite whether a you're a fan of him or not the way that he fights. I think this fight is really important for him because I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves, especially after the Lomachenko fight, because a lot of people thought he lost that fight. That was a controversial fight, whether you thought he won it or not. I thought Devin Haney did enough to win it, but that was a fight where a lot of people felt that Loma won. So, so a lot of people do not like Devin Haney and that's not a surprise, but if he goes into this weight class at 140 pounds, arguably the most interesting weight class and dominates against Regis Progray, some people were keeping him off the pound for pound list when he was undisputed at lightweight, keeping him off the top five, which I thought was disrespectful because that's a very, very entertaining division. If he goes into 140 this division and dominates against a guy like Regis Progray, who's been in that division, who has proven in that division, I think everyone just has to shut up and say that Devin Haney is that guy because other people are coming in, walking and being like, you know what, Shakur beats him easily. I don't think so. I really don't think that happens. Devin Haney is that good. So I think if he beats Regis Progray, this just solidifies his star more. And sure, some people don't like his fight style because they could say it's a little bit boring. Some people might also say that he has pillow fists. But we're going to see what happens in this fight at 140. And I just think he becomes a bigger superstar if he beats Regis Progray. And then we possibly could get a fight with him and Teofimo Lopez, which would be absolutely massive because these two guys have been going at it for years now. So I think there's a lot of potential for Devin Haney to not only become a bigger face in the sport, because I would say some casual fans are still learning about him. They're not actually the biggest Devin Haney fans. They're still learning about him. Obviously, there's the superstars like Canelo and Bud. Spence is a superstar. I don't think Devin Haney's there yet, but he should be. So I think if he goes and wins this fight convincingly, I think that grows his star. But then he gets bigger fights, massive fights, makes a lot of money. So if anything, this is a win situation for a guy like Devin Haney. But he has to get it done against Regis Progray. I don't even think he has to convincingly beat him. I think if he just goes in and beats Devin, uh, Regis Progray, that's impressive enough because obviously I'm very high on a guy like Regis Progray. You're muted. There you go. can hear you now. Yeah, Restream is doing some weird shit behind the scenes in terms of like the production. Like they added some shit that I don't like. So we'll talk about that after. But anyway, um, the the interesting thing about this is both guys are coming off of underwhelming victories where Regis Progray won a split decision against Danielito Zoria, a fight that some people thought Zoria should have won. I disagree, but I do think it was closer than some scorecards, intuitive scorecards suggested. And Devin Haney was playing with fire in the Vasily Lomachenko fight. Nailed the prediction. However, there are a lot of people that thought Lomachenko should have won that fight. We disagree. Um, we do have some comments uh, before we get into what if Regis Progray wins this, but we do have some people showing up. Anthony Beck says, what's good? Shout out to you, Anthony. Thank you for checking in. IMPK contributes. If Haney wins, he fights the winner of Roly Romero and Ryan Garcia. Now, we let's don't know serious. if that fight's going to be made. We don't know if that fight's going to be made. And let's be serious. Like, 
Ryan's going to win that fight. And Haney and <laughs> Ryan Garcia have been going at it for a really long time, too. So that could be another massive fight. But I think the bigger fight to make would be um, Haney and Teofimo Lopez. That or, would be the fight I'd rather see, to be honest with you. Or Haney, or Haney and Shakur. But I don't think I don't think uh, Shakur Stevenson is going to move up to 140 anytime soon. Um, I also think that Haney and Shakur could be a fight where we all lose because I'm not sure how interesting that's going to be in the ring <laughs> for a large amount of people. Um, but I, I'd watch the fight, obviously. It could be tactically, it could be beautiful, or it could be very, very, very um, underwhelming in terms of action for a lot of people. That guy Trouble says, what's up, family? Finally caught alive and also follows up. Haney is ready for 147. I alluding to that earlier and i would agree i think he's going to be there i still think he's too big even for 140 i think a lot of people are waiting on boots to move up to 154 <laughs> before they make the move at 147 um i do think boots is going to be 154 at some point um but not yet he he still has i think at least a couple of years at welterweight at least i, and would I hope think so i think devin haney has a couple of years at 142 like i don't think he makes that move right away just because i think devin haney his mindset he probably wants to be undisputed at 140. He did it at 135. He wants to make those fights. Like, I think we also have to give Devin Haney props for taking this fight against Regis Progray. He could have fought somebody else at 140 and had a tune-up, but he didn't. Uh, so I think we got to give him some props. Not afraid to fight a guy like Regis, which brings us to the next question, Brian. Regis Progray coming off a unimpressive win over uh, your fellow Puerto Rican. Yeah. Danielito Zoria. Uh, that was a fight where going into it, I thought he was going to uh, knock out, get the TKO victory against Zoria because Zoria gasses out, but Zoria actually fought really decent. And mm -hmm. um, that was a fight also Zoria took on short notice. So there's also that thing that comes into play. So Regis kind of underperformed, but he's still been that dude at 140 pounds. So my question to you is if Regis Progray beats Devin Haney, what's next for him? I think this is the most interesting thing. Like to me, Regis winning is more interesting because now it's like, okay, Devin Haney has a loss. Regis Pro Ray beats a guy who was undisputed at 135, who was ascending, who was significantly younger. You don't always see that. You don't always see the older guy beat somebody who's 10 or so years younger in a title fight. That doesn't often happen. Um, especially when the younger guy is ascending and getting to his prime that typically, you know, Trinidad Vargas, a lot of times, even though they didn't have as big of an age gap, that usually goes the other way where you would expect the younger guy to come out and win. Um, it's not a hard and fast rule though. And I think Regis Progray winning leads to some interesting possibilities because he's talked to us even about wanting big fights. Does that open up the door for a Teofimo Lopez fight that he called for at one point does it open up the door for him to fight ryan garcia because I, I feel like regis in a lot of respects is just put in the driver's seat if he wins this fight also because if he wins this fight i think he has to win this fight by knockout because i don't think he's going to win a lot of rounds um or enough rounds versus devin haney's style where devin haney's not going to look to mix it up and be counter punching so I think that if Regis wins, it's going to be by a stoppage. And if that's the case, then whatever fight he has after that, it's going to be huge. It's going to be something that's heavily promoted. 
whether it's a, a welcome home fight at New Orleans before getting into a bigger fight later in the year, or he goes right to maybe Ryan Garcia or somebody like that on the zone side of things. Uh, maybe it's an Arnold Barbosa, which respectfully, I don't think it's as big as Ryan Garcia, but that would be, I think, a big fight in terms of like for boxing, for the sport, for the 140 pound division. But I think Regis can get pretty much any fight he wants after if he beats Devin Haney, because I think if he beats Devin Haney, he's going to stop him. Okay, so for Regis Progray, I'm very, very high on Regis Progray, and I believe he is arguably the best 140-pounder because I do believe that fight with Josh Taylor, I would have gave the nod actually to Regis Progray in that fight. However, if he beats Devin Haney, yo, Regis Progray is going to be that dude. People are going to start giving him respect. What is his best win? I think it would be Zapata. I think that is Regis Progray's best win. So now he's fighting a dude that has made a very big name for himself. Devin Haney, undisputed at 135 pounds, is moving up in a weight class. If Regis Progray, and I do agree with Brian in this, I don't think the judges are going to be giving Regis Progray a lot of rounds. And we know how skilled Devin Haney is. He's going to be working that jab. Classic jab of Devin Haney, one of the best jabs in the sport. And it's going to be hard for Regis to win a lot of those rounds because we know how good Devin Haney is. But Regis has got the power that Devin Haney has never seen before. Devin Haney has never faced a guy like Regis Progray with this power. And I do believe if Regis Progray wins, it's going to be by knockout or TKO. It has to be. And if he does that to Devin Haney, who's been hit before, and we're going to get into all of that when we get into the betting portion, Regis's star is crazy. He's that dude now. He's even bigger than he ever was, and he deserves it. Because the biggest thing about Regis Progray, why he's not a household name, is because the way he's been promoted. It's been some, like, not the best decisions, to be honest with you. And he hasn't been promoted the best, right? And so that's why when you say a guy like Regis Progray to a casual fan, he's not as known as a Teofimo Lopez. And it's, it's a shame because Regis is that good. And so I believe he becomes an instant superstar because Regis also is wavy. Like I've been watching a lot, a lot of the DAZN stuff, the preview stuff for Devin Haney and Regis Progray. And don't get it twisted. Like Devin Haney's a cool kid, but Regis is just so much more wavy than Devin. And he's so much more <laughs> relatable and cool. And I don't know if it's because me and Regis are like the same age. And so I relate to him way more. Like even the way he dresses at the press conference, I was like, yeah, he looks way, he looks wavy. You know what I mean? And I just, I, he's a real dude. We've had him on the show before. Super humble. Go check out that interview that we did with Regis. Um, he's just a nice dude. It's hard to not root against him. And I, I remember I was watching, um, you know, their face off uh, and Chris Maddox was hosting it. And Devin Haney was like, you know, you're, you're like 10 years older than me. And like, I've done more, but Regis started boxing when Haney became a pro. He Re Regis, for a long time. Regis said that and he, Devin Haney's like, yo, you're 10 years older than me. And Regis like, and we're right here. I'm right in front of you. Like yeah. we're in the same spot. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then also um, the best part was just like, who have you knocked out? And Devin laughed because like, who has he knocked out? Right. And he didn't even a, knock out your Yokus Gamboa dude, red flag for me. It, it, yeah. And that's when, listen, later down the line, Gamboa wasn't 
the same guy, Gamboa. You know what I mean? Devin should have knocked him out. But that's when that narrative of pillow fist come out. And so what's the most annoying thing is Devin is a big dude, though. Like, even in that interview, I was like, Devin's huge, dude. And um, he was like, I'm going to knock you out. To re You're not knocking out anybody. Like, stop it. You know, I understand why he's doing it. But I also believe that a lot of people don't like Devin because it, like, doesn't come off as genuine when he talks like that. I think he's probably just a nice kid. He seems like a nice guy. Like, when I look at him, like, I, I get it, you know. But it's just like he seems like a nice guy, so you shouldn't talk like that. I like, and you know, it's funny. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching their face off, and I'm just like, they would probably be friends. Like, they look like the <laughs> like way they're, they're gonna have. Like, you could kind of go into a fight and be like, oh, they're gonna have mad respect for each other after oh, it's done. They are, and Regis is such a good dude. He's such a good dude that he's he's gonna shake his hand and be gracious after the fight, right? Like, if you haven't seen that mandatory interview with Regis Progray, please go check it out. He gave us a lot of time. He actually gave us time twice uh, because we we had te technical difficulties the first time, and he like showed up the next day to do the interview or whatever it was. He's just a nice dude. Uh, let's get to uh, some comments. IMPK thirteen, friend of the show. We always appreciate you, IMPK thirteen. If Progray wins. The world is his oyster. He could fight any 140-pound champions or Garcia for a big payday. That's true. Ryan Garcia is going to bring in the money, and Regis deserves that payday. I would advise him to stay away from Tank, though. Okay, so he was on I her show. You should mention that. <laughs> he was on her show, and he said he wanted a fight with Tank. And Tank hasn't fought at 140 since Mario Barrios. And I don't know why he doesn't want to go back to 140. He said he didn't feel comfortable at 140. Um, but that would be a fight that I would want to see. I would want to see a lot of people against Tank, though. I think Tank is the best at 135. I don't know what Tank's next move is because looking around the landscape at, at 135. Damn, IMPK. No, no. This is um, what Haiti said. Haiti said because uh, – Regis was like, you ain't, oh, you ain't, oh, you ain't oh. even ever oh, been yeah, in like a right. street fight before I do yeah, or anything like in high school. And then um, they were talking about how Haney boxed in Mexico and he was 17 years old or whatever. And yeah, I mean, look, I think Nas dropped out of school at like 13 also, maybe even earlier, but Nas real Illmatic. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to it's totally it's totally different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but Haney's, Haney's very successful. Anthony Beck, my boy, says, I need to see consistency from Haney. He needs to stay far the hell away from Tank Davis, though. Tank Can we actually unpack this for a second? Because yeah. the concerns that I would have for Devin Haney in a Gervonta Davis fight, I feel like those can manifest itself in Regis Progray who is, I would say, not the same as Tank, but poses some of the same problems. Hard-hitting Southpaw, smarter than he may appear inside the ring. Like, he's not somebody who's just going to bulldoze you. He's kind of a thinking man's fighter as well. Yeah. Uh, didn't display itself in the Danielito Zoria fight. But Regis Pro is a smart-ass fighter. And he has elite finishing ability like Javante Davis does. He's finished most of his opponents. Um, so I wonder if if Devin Haney struggles but still beats Regis Pro Ray, that's probably gonna be there's probably gonna be enough there for a tank blueprint if they were to fight. But I don't I don't really see Haney and Tank happening. I just think I think that's an interesting point from Anthony where like, I, it leads me to believe Regis Progray can cause some of the concerns you would have for Devin Haney in a potential tank fight. And especially if Regis Progray just straight up wins the fight by knockout, then you're going to be like, 
yeah, he's not fighting tank. You know what's crazy is that in that uh, face-off uh, with Chris Maddox that DAZN did uh, with Haney and Progray, the one thing that Haney says was, you ain't got no skill. I do believe Regis has skill. Like, he's not as skilled as Haney, but to say he has no skill is so disrespectful. So I think Regis is going to take that personally, obviously, because uh, we know how OG is. But you know I what he thinks like that, it's, too? It's underrated, but it's underrated. Like, Regis is such an underrated fighter that – for Devin to say that, it's crazy. Why Why do you think he says that? Just because of like... Regis is an old school type of fighter, right? Like you can tell, you can tell by watching Regis fight. He studied dudes from the 80s and 90s yeah. and shit. Like he, he, we asked him and he, Roberto Duran is like his guy. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the guys he studied. Haney, you could tell by watching him. He studied Floyd Mayweather above all else. And like older Floyd Mayweather, not young Floyd Mayweather who used to mix it up a not lot. Not pretty boy, not pretty A lot boy. of these younger a lot of these younger dudes coming up, they studied Money Mayweather post first second retirement whatever, not pretty boy Floyd who was piecing up like Diego Corrales and Arturo Gatti which are like his two best okay, performances. Okay, like the Arturo Gotti wasn't the same Gotti though. Like I, I, I hate no, I bring that, that up. I, that gets me so mad. Like, please but that's stop like, bringing that, that one up. That's like Floyd Mayweather's cleanest performance. I know, but you Gotti know? wasn't Gotti, so just stop it. I, I hate it when people do that, and I'm a Floyd fan, but I just hate it when people bring that up. That's that. Do was you a hate it one. because Arturo Gotti's Canadian? Well, obviously, I gotta support the Canadians. You know what I mean? No, I just hate it because he just wasn't that same dude. And it's like, well, what do you expect Floyd to do to him? Like, what did we expect to happen, right? So it's just like one of those fights where I'm like, it was hard. It was tough to watch. I remember watching it's that one fight of the being top like, five. It's one of the top five. Let's go to things. Ace 3117. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 317 Ace. I apologize. I, I gave you an extra one. Uh, no way Tank fighting Haney at 140. It would have to be at 135 if it were to happen. To bounce off this, I don't hmm. think we get Tank and Haney at 140. And I don't think we get Tank and Haney. I think we're more likely to get Tank and Shakur. I think I think I think Tank and Haney is more interesting at 140 than 135 because Haney's already moved up, and it's going to be harder for him to come back Tank's down. Tank's not going to move up. Tank's not going to do 140. Yeah, but I don't. Again, I don't think this fight's happening. But in a hypothetical sense, I think it's a more interesting fight at 140 than it is. At and if I'm and if I'm Haney, I'm not moving back down. Like if no I'm chance. if if I'm Haney. I am not doing any of the Ryan Garcia contractual agreements. No. Like he was, I'm he not was, doing any of that. He was undisputed at lightweight. He don't got to go back down. Exactly. So, because Devin Haney is that dude. He's Devin Haney. So I don't think he has to, you know, check off everything that Tank wants because Tank is that dude too. I just don't see that fight ever happening. I do see it happening for Tank and Shakur though. And that's a fight where I could see it happening. I don't know if I see that right now. Not right now, but I mean, that's the fight I would want to see. I, I hope so. I, I hope so, but I don't. I don't like. I just, I'm skeptical. Anybody's gonna fight anybody until it actually happens in this in this sport because you kind of have to be that way. The young guys are fighting dudes, though. Um, I think are they? Know, yeah, they are. Like we're getting Regis and Devin. Like we're literally doing a whole show on Regis and Devin Haney right now. No, but like, uh, all right. So Tank gives us the Ryan Garcia fight, and it's like we haven't heard from him in eight months and it, is he going to just fight Isak Cruz again? Like, I don't know what, 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 what but are you going to do? Tanks to that level is, and is, I, is he going to fight Frank Martin? Yo, but I think tanks at that level and don't get it twisted. Like I like it when guys are busy. Right. But I think at the same time, we see a lot of guys in boxing that fight once a year. 
right? We had Cody Crowley on the show. I'm just like, you know, just saying like our interviews right now. And he's talking about how dudes go watch, check out that interview as well. Canadian dude. He was telling, he was telling us how like dudes fight once a year now. Like a lot of guys aren't active. And so, but at the same time, respectfully, I think Tank has earned the right to maybe fight once a year if he wants to. I don't think that that's his thing, but he also wants to enjoy life, right? Um, so I think it's one of those things. I think he should fight at least two times a year, but. I think everybody should fight twice a year if you're a champion. Um, let's get to one more comment, then we can get to our predictions because we still got to do that. IMPK says, do y'all believe the claim that Tank knocked out Haney in a sparring session when Haney was 17? Question mark. Yes, I do. I believe Tank will knock out anybody. So <laughs> I, I do know. I do believe that claim, yo. I don't know if he like knocked him out, but I'm sure he like he rocked made, him. He definitely Staggered rocked him. him. I don't believe really? anybody anything, any anybody anything they say in this fucking sport. All right, let's let's get to let's get some money be green because we got some predictions to make. Yeah, and by the way, if you're gonna be making a bet on this fight, please <laughs> drop your slips. Let us know. Let us know how you're gonna be betting as we get into this segment. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you. All right, it's time for the odds. Money be green. Regis Pro Grace straight up on the money line is a plus 300. And Devin Haney is a minus 400. Before you get into the entire breakdown and how you're going to be betting, Brian, is this line reasonable is it fair or is Regis getting disrespected a lot of people must have been betting on Devin Haney because it was not this wide um some weeks ago but I always felt like it was going to land here because I think what people are having trouble with one maybe the casual better because the boxing market is not as sharp as like the NFL or the NBA for example and I've been getting rocked by the NBA this year Fucking stupid ass Julius Randall ruining my Jalen Brunson prop last night. But um, we have Regis Progray being a, a big underdog plus 300. Not big in boxing terms, but I think a lot of people just trust Devin Haney more, more of a name. And there's an easier pathway to seeing a Devin Haney victory because he can win on points because he beat Lomachenko. And I think people are just doing the math of, if he got the decision over Lomachenko, if he beat, you know, Jorge Linares, like whatever, like it, they're probably just looking at it that way. I think, I think Devin Haney is a little bit too much of a favorite because I think Regis Progray has a real chance, but this is something that Regis Progray is going to have to overcome. Is he, is he going to be able to just figure out how to make this into a fight? Because my biggest thing with this is I think this fight could flop very easily. Like, like Shakur Stevenson uh, just beat Edwin De Los Santos in a fight that was awful. And I think if Regis Progray has some struggles with cutting off the ring, as he did against Danielito Zoria, if he just follows him around and is not able to make this ugly, make this a brawl, be the bully, and really put forth his strength in this fight, then I think this is going to be boring. And I think Devin Haney is just going to counter from a safe distance and just bank rounds and land like five punches, six punches around, if that, most of them being jabs and some body shots, as he did against Vasily Lomachenko. Like, I think there's a pathway for this being a boring-ass fight. But if Regis Progray is going to make this an inside fight and beat a bully and, like, rough him up, make it a brawl a little bit, and is able to successfully sort of corner him, walk him down, cut off the ring, that in particular, 
if he's able to do those things, then I think this fight could be a good fight, interesting fight, and one that could deliver. So are you going to make your pick? Okay. <laughs> that, would be the next, that, that would be the next step, Ryan. But no, yeah. you asked me a question, so I asked the question first. I thought, you know, I thought I thought I was going to do that. You were going to respond and just throw it, you know, whatever. No, well, I'll, okay, I'll so. respond. I'll respond in my bet. I do think if we're talking about the line, if you want me to respond right now, I think it's yes. extremely disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the most disrespectful line I've seen all year to have Regis Pro Ray, who is a champion who has proven at 140 pounds to be a plus 300. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm looking at this line thinking people don't know boxing mm. if they are sleeping on Regis Pro Ray like this, but it's a favorable line. If you want to roll with a guy like Regis, uh, I am PK 13 said people are betting that Haney will get on his bike and pot shot. Progray for 12 rounds and Progray will be too slow footed to catch him. Exactly. Um, that's yeah, exactly that, that, it. That's true. That's true. But I still think that to be a plus 300 and you're a champ at 140 pounds and you've been proven and Haney's coming up in weight, disrespectful. So tell me how you're betting this one. Look, this I'm, I'm actually placing multiple bets for this fight. I'm placing two bets. So I am hedging a little bit, but. The, the safest bet is obviously Ooh, Devin Haney by decision. No one Safe, likes to hedge better. The safest bet. Eh, fuck them. The safest bet is. <laughs> you're probably right. But fuck them. I, the, I'm one of those people. No one likes to hedge better. The, the safest bet is Devin Haney on points and betting that Regis Progray is not going to be able to close the distance because, as IMPK just commented, Devin Haney will probably look to box for 12 rounds and just be on his bike and just land from a safe distance. He has a four inch reach advantage. That he can utilize in this fight uh hooks to the body jabs to the head straight right hands obviously because Regis progray is a southpaw and i think he's going to lean on that win i don't know eight nine of the 12 rounds and there's a reason that devin haney on points is minus 225 it is not great value there so i suggest if you do play that don't do it straight up do it in a parlay a parlay that you trust um round robin it in the event that regis progray wins but i think the other bet to make is Regis Progray winning by knockout or by TKO between rounds nine and 12? Because I think if Regis wins, it has to be by knockout. I also think if he wins, it's going to be late. I think it's, oh, he's actually figuring some things out. He's cutting off the ring effectively. He's made it a brawl inside and he's able to break down Devin Haney in those late rounds. So Regis Progray to win by knockout, you could get it at some, some impressive value for this. Round 7 through 12 is plus 1,100. Rounds 9 through 12 is plus 1,800 right now, depending on where you look. I also saw it at 1,600. You can get some crazy good odds on Regis Prograde winning by knockout if you don't think Devin Haney could withstand that power for 12 rounds. Remember, Jorge Linares did catch him at one point. Regis Prograde is stronger than Jorge Linares, but that was just one shot. Can he sort of mount up the punishment on Devin Haney over the course of the fight. Could he find Devin Haney early? These are the questions I have. So Devin Haney by decision to me is a safe bet, but it's not great value. So as a result, you could look at Regis Prograde winning by knockout late. Yeah, and I think the safe bet is obviously to go uh, Devin Haney by decision at minus 225. Not the best value there, not the sexiest pick, but this also might not be a sexy fight if Devin Haney makes it a boring fight, which he could possibly do. And that's what Devin Haney does. He's so good defensively. We talk about that shoulder roll. It's so 
memorable of a guy like Money Mayweather, and he's going to use it in this fight. But also, Devin's really skilled, and the one thing that he's going to establish right away is the jab. Because like I mentioned, Devin arguably has one of the best jabs in boxing, if not the best jab, whether, however you want to look at it. He's going to put on a beautiful performance. He's going to get to the body. He's going to uh, use his length. He's going to know how to use the distance against a guy like Regis Progray. Because we know that Devin is going to outbox Regis. Because there's nothing else he can do. It's not like Regis is going to come up to 140 and all of a sudden have all this crazy power. Sorry, I mean Devin Haney. It's not like Devin Haney is going to come up to this division and have all this crazy power. Maybe, because remember, um, Bud grew into his power. I just don't see Haney being that dude, and he doesn't have to be. I've never been a fan of boxing where I need to see power. Like, Devin Haney puts on beautiful performances, and we know that he's going to show off his skill and just pretty much win every round against Regis. I do see it possibly going that way. However, Regis Progray, I think a lot of people are sleeping on his skill. I also think that he kind of reels in his opponents. He's very tactical. He does have power. And Devin Haney has not seen this power before. If Regis Progray fights like how he get, did against Zoria, this fight's going to be boring. And it's going to be pretty much a win every round for a guy like Devin Haney. But I don't think Regis is going to fight like that. And he can't. And you know why? Because there's an actual blueprint that Lomachenko left that shows you, hey, this is how you can fight against a guy like Devin Haney and make it a very, very close fight. You also go back to that Linares fight. You go back to that Jojo Diaz fight that Devin Haney had. Jojo Diaz also was able to give Devin Haney not a lot of problems, but a few problems. The blueprints are there. And Brian, I know you want to say something, but I'm going to make my pick and then you can get on. on no, I wanted to actually ask you about, like, what are the things, like, elaborate on that. One of the things that Lomachenko did that you feel like Regis Prorate could actually maximize in this fight? Well, I think um, Loma's movement, like I think the way that Regis, a lot of people are saying that he's a little bit slow footed, but he also was trying to bang with Devin on the inside a little bit. And Devin doesn't like to bang on the inside. He likes to fight you at a distance. And that's the only way that Regis can really win this fight is if he kind of makes it a brawl because he's not going to outbox Devin. We know that, but he does have skill. And I think that people are actually sleeping on pro gay skill a lot because I think he could really make this a tough fight for Devin. Devin's never seen a boxer like him. And what I'm talking about, he reels you in and then he'll land a big one on you. And he is a very, very tricky southpaw. And Listen, Devin, a couple of problems against Linares, a couple of problems against Jojo Diaz, and a lot of problems against a guy like Lomachenko. If you take any of those things, and we know that Regis, he studies a lot. Like, he really, really studies a lot. You know he's watching those tapes, and he's going to bring that into his arsenal against a guy like Devin Haney. I think what's going to happen in this fight is I think Devin right away is going to establish the jab, and I think the biggest thing will be can Regis make adjustments? In this fight, we know Haney can make adjustments. We've seen him do it. But I think Devin Haney's going to come out. He's going to use his distance. He's going to use the distance, right? He's going to keep try to keep Regis Progray a little bit far away. He's going to use the jab. He's going to get to the body. And Regis Progray the whole time is going to be trying to close the distance and try to bang with him on the inside, try to make this a brawl, and obviously land a big one on him. We know that he has power. I do think Regis is going to be able to land on him. And I think he's going to be able to land on him more than once. And it's not even about Haney withstanding power. Cause I think Haney can take a punch. Never seen a punch like Regis though. I just think I, I kind of think Haney might get dropped in this fight. 
And I think that Regis Progray could get a stoppage in this fight. I know how good Devin Haney is, but also coming up, and we always hear this from boxers, coming up from one weight class is huge. This is Regis's weight class. He's proven in this weight class. Devin Haney hasn't proven anything in this weight class. So for me, I'm actually going to roll with Regis Prograde to win by KO, TKO. Lots of value, obviously, because not a lot of people are riding with Regis. This is not a safe bet. I don't make safe bets. It's a plus 630, and there's tons of value there. I might drop a $100 bill on this because that's how much I believe in Regis. Um, and I think that this is Devin Haney's – Lomo is a pretty tough fight. But, I mean, to move up a weight class and fight a guy like Regis Prograde is – a little bit tougher i feel like because there's the power aspect you know loma that's not his natural weight class this is regis's natural weight class and you're coming up and a lot of people say you have pillow fists you're going to be jabbing all day it's not going to do anything to regis program like for people that think that devin haney's going to stop Re that's not going to happen i know i said canelo would stop john Ryder, and i was wrong about that well but no if Can canelo should have stopped john Ryder. that's not your fault okay yeah, I know. I know. Like, like, you know that what I mean? tiny ass, I mean, that tiny ass ring, he should have stopped John Ryder, but he did. And I know that that is a very, very tough bet to make. And I'm not saying that Haney isn't going to be up by a ton of rounds. He probably is. But I think Regis is good enough. He's tactical enough. And he's skilled enough where people are actually saying, yo, where's Regis' skill? I think Regis is going to cause Devin Haney some problems. I think he is arguably the best 140-pounder, 1A, 1B, him and Teofimo Lopez. I think Regis gets it done. So that's my pick, and that's a lot of value there. Um, let's get to the comments, nerd. Progray doesn't have one-punch power. He's more of a – yeah, it's true. His power comes along. You're right. But I do think he's going to be able to land on Haney more than once. He doesn't have devastating power like Tank Davis, but – Listen, if you take a look at what Linares did, if you take a look at what Jojo Diaz did, Lomachenko had Devin's face looking funny. Do you think Regis Progre has that level of speed that Lomachenko did? Because it looked like the speed also surprised Devin Haney at times and bothered him. Do you think Regis Progre could land like that? Or is it just going to have to be more like he picks his spots to land power shots? instead of just going straight speed at him because he doesn't have the quickness Lomachenko does, who's naturally, you know, like a featherweight. Okay, so Loma's speed is, like, uncomparable, right? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's unfair to even, even like, make that comparison. Um, I would never make that comparison. I don't think Regis has that speed, but I do think, like, Regis, like, reels in his opponents, right? Like, he's a tricky southpaw. So I think at the same time, like, Regis is one of those guys that's, like, willing to get hit to hurt someone right to land that big one so he's going to put himself in positions to make it a brawl he's going to close the gap and he's going to be able to land on Devin Haney who's had an issue with southpaws he's had he's had a problem with southpaws before as good he, as he is he Regis faints and in an awkward herky-jerky old school style way that I think if he if he really faints a good deal He'll get re he'll get Devin Haney's reflexes going and open him up for some shots. Before we get out of here, drop some comments, guys. Predictions: Who do you think is going to win? How? What bets you're looking at? We'll go for a couple more minutes here, but I want to read some comments uh, before we get out of here and, and leave this up on YouTube. Maybe post a couple clips from it. But yeah, I think I think this is an interesting fight. I just hope that it's an interesting fight in the ring because I think Devin Haney could very easily not easily, but it, it could 
there's an easy pathway to seeing this being a boring fight if Regis Proge can't figure some things out. But I believe in his ability that he can figure some things out. I'm literally like what I said. I'm I'm taking both bets. Like the safe bet is to have Devin Haney win by <laughs> lame. Okay, anyway, whatever. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't no, matter I'm... if it's lame or not. But it's like it's lame, if you're gonna give. If you're <laughs> I'm gonna just giving give you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. But yeah, you're pretty much saying that Haney is Regis... a You're saying Haney is a safe bet. That's obviously the bet that everyone's gonna take. But you're saying you do believe Regis has a chance in this fight. By the if way, you're that giving you're me Regis. Regis, if you're giving me Regis to win by knockout at plus better base, better than a thousand odds, better than plus a thousand odds, and in one instance, rounds nine through twelve plus eighteen hundred. If you're giving me that, like yeah, I'm gonna sprinkle a dollar or two on that. Like yeah. it, it's something I'm going to take because I can bank on Regis being able to figure some things out, catching him late and being able to finish Devin Haney. Um, I, I think that Regis program can do that, but it's not something that's going to be very easy because people have tried to do that to Devin Haney and they haven't yet, even though they've rocked them in the past. Yeah. But no one's had Regis's power. Like no. he, he hasn't fought a guy like Regis before and Devin's moving up in the weight class, by the way, guys, we are going to have a post fight live show. Uh, so make sure to rock with us after the final bell, after the interviews, you can rock with us and we'll be breaking down the entire fight, taking your comments. So make sure to join us after Devin Haney and Regis Progre. Um, Brian, before we get up out of here, should this really be pay-per-view? I believe so, but I'm like a boxing nerd. So I'm, I'm excited for this fight. Do you believe people will buy this fight, Brian? No, it shouldn't be pay-per-view. I think there are like five or six dudes that should be on pay-per-view and respectfully, Love both of these guys in the ring. I don't think, because I, I especially on the zone pay per view, no disrespect, but like, how many people are gonna actually buy this car that are casual boxing fans, diehard boxing fans? You'll get like I don't know fifty thousand of them. The David Benavidez fight with Demetrius Andrade didn't do shit. Did you hear yeah. about those pay per view buys? Yeah, really bad. Like yeah. we we gotta stop putting dudes on pay per view that aren't pay per view fighters. Like let's be real about it. Like a lot of this should be on TV. Yeah, put it on TV, and that's fine. Put it on TV because it'll be better for the sports. Stop putting everything on pay per view. Motherfuckers are not going to pay forty nine ninety nine, seventy nine ninety nine for these fights. They're going to keep. Yeah. They're going to keep pirating it. Go into these sites, watching it, and then people are going to be like, "Hey, how come this only did X amount of buys?" Like, yo, the fucking economy is all fucked up right now. You want to fucking make people buy pay per view? Fuck that. That's grocery money. It's true. Groceries are expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, and, and nerd, nerd, thank you. Yeah. Fuck. Christmas gifts. Come on. It's the holiday season, bro. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Let's I'm not go doing back that. to IMPK 13. This wait, is... I want, wait, 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 wait. Let's not forget Loma landed the left several times. He did. He did. He did. I want, I wanted to go to Hustle Man because we haven't gotten to Hustle Man yet. Uh, he says 8493 Haney or Pro Grey KO 8 to 12. This is basically where I'm at. Basically yeah. the same thing. Although, I, although I would say nine through twelve, or he said eight through ten. My bad. Uh, I would say nine through twelve, seven through twelve, but same difference. I would same say difference. ten, ten through twelve. Um, I think if it happens, it's definitely going to happen in those championship rounds. And I do believe uh, if Devin Haney makes it a Devin Haney fight, that's going to go the distance. Uh, we'll get to more of your comments. Uh, wait, IMPK, what were you saying about this IMPK thirteen? Sounds like you could bet the over, Brian. Yeah, the problem with that IMPK is that the over under is ten and a half rounds, and the over is like minus six hundred. So <laughs> it's just you know, I honestly think this is one of those fights you can make the over under eleven and a half, but they're not going to do that. They don't feel the need to do that, and it is what it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for rocking with us, guys. Should we get to? Do we have any more comments? You want to leave any last comments before we get up and out of here? 
if someone has a good one to send us home. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll remind you that post fight live show is happening. Um, God, what a, what a month. <laughs> There's Jake Paul next week, and we also have Bam Rodri. Bam That's going to be a great fight. I, I'm working that fight, so we're not doing a post-fight live show. Yeah. But that is going to be. Yeah. A break. Honestly, because like work's been crazy, but also we're doing two lives the week after. Because uh, before Christmas and after Christmas, you've got the heavyweights, uh, Anthony Joshua, De Deontay Wilder, who are not fighting each other, but on the same card. Also, Dimitri Bivol snuck in there, and he's going to be fighting. Uh, Danny Dubois, Jarrell Miller, and then you also have Naya in a way the morning after Christmas where a lot of people are going to be hung over. So this should be fun. It is Boxing Day in Canada, though. So uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be ready for that one. Anthony Beck, great show, guys. Anthony, thank you for uh, joining us. And yes, I, I will hop on the podcast with you guys again soon. Uh, Anthony, uh, a friend of the show. We're going to get up and out of here, but we will see you Saturday night. So make sure to join us after the fight. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Follow us at the mandatory TKO. Also, if you're watching this video on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. It helps the channel grow. And this will also be on the audio side. If you missed anything, uh, wherever you find your podcast, thanks so much for rocking with us. We'll see you on Saturday. Brian, well, I'll let you have the final words before we get up and out of here. Donate to the channel. That's all I'm going to say.